This is Sean Marcelet, the host of Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast, and you're listening to AT Banter. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. 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 Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. I have no idea what that intro was, but whatever. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, droopy dog himself, uh, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello. Do that <laughs> nah, keep it in. Nah, keep it on. Hey, look who else it is. It's Miss Liz Malone. Hi. I love that droopy dog. I used to love droopy dog. Yeah, right. Yeah, how many are? I was explaining. Probably explains a lot. A lot of, explains a lot of the reasons why I'm in counseling now. Uh hey. So, uh, how is everybody? I'm kind of sad now to hear you're in counseling. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Someone's making a lot of money. It's, it's all good. What? I'm, not, well I'm not surprised at all. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, we can you know, probably all do with some counseling. It means that you're exactly. Very, Listen, it's very, like you're you're you seem very self-aware. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's it's, it's like uh, it's like uh, you know, check up for your brain. It's good. Good. I think more people should do it. A better place if everybody, everyone, I, everyone's exactly. Like, you know, it's I it's agree. a it's like a friend you pay for. <laughs> friend right. you pay for. <laughs> That's right. No, it's true. Actually, nice. Should really re, they should remarket that. I think more people would go for that. Actually, and remove the stigma of the whole counseling thing. Just be like, it's just a friend you pay for. Just a friend you, them, you pay for. Tell them your problems, and they know. Oh, that, in that case, I'm good. I'm we're totally in. Yeah. There you go. Wow, it's an expensive friend. Anyways, well, uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Let's get right to it. Uh, what the heck are we doing today? Well, recently, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, was held in Las Vegas. And there were some assistive technology products that made the news. So we're going to kind of go through a few of them, talk yeah. a little bit about them. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I was taking a look at this list and uh, I feel like we, we might have some opinions around here. So I thought it would be interesting to uh, to, to see what everybody thought. So uh, you guys ready to dive in and get geeky? Sure. Let's get giddy. Giddy. <laughs> it's the Different first product on the list, damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I, I, so I think it's called, so, okay. I think this is called, is it called, is it pronounced Giddy or I think it's Guidy? Well, Jaws reads it as Giddy. Is it? Does it? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I call know. it Giddy. So but I, you're right. There's a U in there. So I think there's guidey. already, yeah, I guess so. Is that, which is already a problem. I feel like. <laughs> guidey. Maybe, I, I don't think calling your product Guidy is, uh, is a good idea but anyways let's dive into it before we before we really judge yes so this was uh this was an assistive uh technology device that was at ces it's made by a company called ai guided and it is an ai powered smart belt as they call it uh that's uh that they say will help 
visually impaired people navigate the world around them. It works independently of the internet and GPS. So what this basically is, this is, I mean, this is a haptic belt, right, Ryan? It has haptics, but it also has cameras built in to sense yeah. your surroundings, right? So, right, sure. So it's got, yeah, it's right. It's got dual wide angle cameras that sit, I guess, on the belt on either side. And it has a, a an AI module in there with sensor integration. And um, you can, uh, yeah, it, it, it detects what's around you and uses haptics to vibrate on either side of the belt to sort of, you know, let you know what if you have obstacles on either side or, or where where they are on either side. Um, it's it's interesting, you know. We just talked about this last week um, when Amos was on um, and talking about the glide or glide. Uh, you know, and we were saying, you know, this is really great that you're not saying that you're trying to replace the cane. Uh, these guys are trying to replace the cane. Yeah, again, I think it's it's the way you approach it. I think this would be an aid to your cane or your dog, right? It's an obstacle Maybe. detection device. I believe the camera range was about five meters, you know, in front of you that it would detect objects, which is quite a distance. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know... I, I, were there videos on the website? Because I, I got all confused after looking yeah, there, at all the links. Yeah, there there was, and you know, and it was it was a you know it was, it was a, a good video, I suppose. Um, but at the end of the day, really, I, it just this this feels a lot like one of those devices that that really are just trying to replace the idea of the cane because they don't talk about the cane at all. They don't talk about a guide dog. They don't, they don't talk about how this could maybe be used in tandem with mm. any of those devices. It's really just talking about, yeah, you just put this on and you just walk and it's going to, it'll tell you, you know, which, where the obstacles are through haptics. Um, you know, it has some voice command support. I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe on some level, there's something here that you're right, maybe could be used as a, an aid to go along with cane use or guide dog use, but I don't know. It feels real gimmicky to me. Uh, any, any, any of these haptic things in historically just have not really seemed to work, work out. Um, you know, the difference with this one is that, you know, it's got this, you know, it's got AI in it, which you know, we're, it's, that's going to be a running theme through all these products. You know, yeah, AI was everywhere at CES. Um, you know, you, you can throw a rock without hitting uh, a device that has AI in it. So I, I don't know, maybe this, maybe there's some potential here, but just based on, on the experience that we've had on the show, talking to a lot of, a lot of people that were working on a lot of devices, mobility devices with haptics in it, yeah, I don't know. This doesn't feel all that different to me. Well, and again, I think it comes down to being an aid, right? The more information you have, maybe the better and more confident you'll feel moving about in whatever space you're in, indoors or sure. outdoors. Um, sure. Yeah. But I mean, but again, this, but this, but then there's all these practical questions like, like we had for, for Amos, right? Like, so, you know, is this thing waterproof? Is it going to mm -hmm. be like, how, how is it going to work if you want to go outside 
and you're walking in the rain, like you, you, can you, you can't wear a coat over it, obviously. You have to have the belt over the coat in order for it to work because otherwise... And the cameras won't see anything, yeah. It, exactly. So, I mean, so how is that going to work? Is it waterproof? There, all of these things, um, you know, sort of come to mind in terms of, uh, of potential, but I don't know. You know, you got to keep in mind too with a lot of these products. These are these are a lot of prototypes. They're not necessarily not necessarily were they ready for prime time yet. Yeah. Um, you Good know, they, they do they do talk about you know this this is a product that's going to be continually developed. Um, and who knows? Maybe you know that AI component is makes it a little bit more versatile in in terms of functionality. Maybe there's other things that it can do as well. It's not just a a pair of vibrating shoes or whatever. Right. I'm trying to think of some of those really bad old examples. Like there was the hand guide, right? That was just basically looked like a flashlight that you held. And yeah, you there was the haptic vest. And the haptic vest. Yeah, like the, it only did one thing. Maybe there's some other functionality in here because the technology is a bit better. Um, that that there could be other uses. It does have an accompanying mobile app. Which, mm-hmm. which does feature that voice command support. So, so I don't know, maybe there's something there, um, but it also depends on price point, right? Like, you know, unless this thing is going to be under a hundred bucks, um, which I doubt based on, you know, what I've, what I've seen and all of the, all of the features, um, I, I don't know. Is it, again, is somebody going to fork out a lot of money for, for something like a, a haptic smart belt? What about you, Liz? Would you would you wear a haptic smart belt? Okay, so I'm going to be the mean judge. I kind of hate this device <laughs> on a lot of levels. Um, and listen, and if and for the people, the, the makers of it, I mean, if they if, if this is just my opinion, just from the little bit that I do know <laughs> about this product, but I. I, I agree. It's gimmicky. I hate the name. Definitely devised <laughs> by a sighted person. Yeah. In my opinion, it sounds like something that the sighted person thought would be really cute. I don't want to go around and say, yeah, this is my guidey. Or I don't leave home without my guidey. Um, it's sort of like I'm giving a pet name to my disability. I just don't think that that's a very attractive yeah. look um, for a company. Personally, I also don't like the fact that to me, it is extremely limiting. You know, Rob, you brought up a lot of the points that I was thinking about that it limits your 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 wardrobe options. Yeah. Um, this will not help you in any kind of weather below certain temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, well, let's just look at it from just man's wardrobe. What if you wear a sport <laughs> coat, right? What yeah. if you, you know, what if I'm a woman and I do not have have belt loops and I still have to whatever I'm wearing, I have to cinch it and wear this belt. It's yeah. just me. It 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 doesn't have the practicality to be an everyday of an everyday item. And I don't even think it's really much of an everyday item, just even for as, as a, for a woman, because yeah. it's very dependent on you know the belt loops or, or you know the, the the trousers and you know yeah. I so I'm. I, and I, the thing I, I guess I don't know about this is all of the technology in the buckle, or does it actually go through the the belt band itself? No, the the well, it looks like the the haptics are are on either side of the belt, so there would be like you know in the loops kind of 
And then I believe like there's, yeah, there's a unit or something at the buckle. That's probably like the, the, where the AI module sits. And that would have the cameras on it. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's probably, well, there's two, there's two cameras, so they could Mm -hmm. be on the sides as well. Um, I I don't know, or maybe just off the side. I, it's hard to say, it's hard to say by looking at the diagram, but, um, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're right. Like, I, I think that that's where it smells like something that, um, cited people came up with. Not that there's anything bad with that, but it's just that they didn't think it all the way through because of this lack of functionality that somebody, somebody like Amos, um, with the, with the glide, like he's in the community. He, he understands functionality. He understands where that product is going to fit into place. And it, this feels very different. It doesn't feel like they've, they've really done that. And there's, like I said, there on the entire website, there's no mention of how you maybe might use this, um, in conjunction with your, your cane or anything, because, you know, a lot of those questions that we asked Amos, same thing here, like, okay, great. The belt tells you, oh, it buzzes or whatever, and tells you there's an obstacle. Well, where, like, what is it? Like it, you don't have any other information um that you would you would get with with a cane yeah and you know the other thing is which is <laughs> listen to listen gentlemen with the guidey you'll never be able to untuck your shirt again <laughs> <laughs> so i think we're saying a thumbs down for the guidey this year I well, don't, I don't know. Do, do we have to? We don't have to give a thumbs down or thumbs. Yeah, let's do a thumbs up or a thumbs no, down. Cause, no, because listen, we we don't want to shit on. We any, appreciate like, innovation. We've already, we've, the, the, the shit you We're, cannot shit back into the, No, no, this is constructive. The, well, I think this is constructive criticism. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Simon would say too. Uh, and I will just make one other point about the yeah. guy that I'm that that makes me uncomfortable is I don't know if in that area where my where the belt sits is where I want to feel haptics. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, think about where that is. It's it's like right like at your well, depending on where your where your belt is, I mean it's right below your for most people, right? Either at their belly button or below their belly button. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You just had a you're you're heading home. You just had a big meal. Do you really want to have vibrations? Like it, it just to me, it's not a. It it doesn't feel like it would be comfortable. Yeah, well, maybe they need to market yeah. it as a weight loss tool. Wasn't there a dog used to weigh that was supposed <laughs> to vibrate right. your belly? That's right. It was a weight loss. Yep. Yeah. Mean, like that. No, but that's a good point too because because it's also not a really super sensitive area. So you know if it if it's relying on on something like. If the closer you are to an object, the the harder the haptics are going to be, like the, the harder the vibration, like sitting on your waist like that isn't really the best place to be able to gauge whether or not was that am I closer or farther away. I, I, yeah, I think I think there's there's something to that, right? Well, and I think you guys can tell me what your thoughts are, but when it comes to haptics, I can have my iPhone on you know the hardest haptic pulse. And half the time, I still don't know it's vibrating if it's in my yeah. pocket or if it's, you know, yep. wherever. I, it's just not strong enough. The motors aren't powerful enough. Agreed. So I don't know. I see some. I see some issues with this. Um, best of luck to them, though. I just, I just think something like this could be interesting if 
it could be made into more of a versatile tool that yeah. can, that where you have the options. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe this would be more more suited to something like a GPS tool. So for example, if you could program, say, your route to Starbucks onto it, and then you go out with your cane, da 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 da, you're down the street and it buzzes to tell you, okay, you want to turn, you know, left at this street and and guide you to say to the nearest Starbucks. You know, maybe there's something there, but in terms of like using using haptics for like object detection and to be able to navigate through a room, I just, I, I, I don't see it replacing a cane or really being able to even, you know, even compete with something like Glide. All right, moving on. So the next one is something called the Orion Ryan. I don't know. It's like two O's and then Ryan. So Ryan, like, like Orion, not Ryan flurry but so i don't know how to pronounce this again so it's ooh orion i guess sure. uh but it's an it's a it's a mobile app um that uh it, it looks like it's it basically just um identifies locates and and helps you navigate objects objects um around you so i'm assuming that it uses the camera and image recognition and just will kind of give you um, a layout of the of the room, I guess. Ryan, you said you you mentioned earlier that you installed this. Uh, what tell us your experience? Yeah, so I, like I said, about five ten minutes before the show started, I installed the app and was pointing it around the room, and you know it was trying to identify objects in the room. So if you want, I can do a quick demo. But it would say, you know, chair. It thought my turntable was a sink, so the recognition wasn't very good there. I also have the lights off in this room, but so what it so what it does though is it turns the flashlight on automatically if it detects low light. Uh -huh. um, I have a fridge in the corner. It thought was a TV. Um, so well, okay, I don't know. Um, so it, let me just pull it up here. I'll do a quick demo. Uh, okay, I mean this those are kind of big mistakes. Well, we'll do a quick demo. I mean, I mean where I'm trying to, honey, you're trying to watch the fridge. <laughs> Don't don't we this all is, do that? This is the worst show. This is the worst Netflix show I've ever had. I've all ever right, seen. so turn the speech down. Slow the speech down here. Search text. All right, so when search you first open the app, button. there's a setup wizard you go through, and it all works uh -huh. with voiceover on the iPhone. Uh -huh. So if I swipe to the right, search text button. There's search text. Nearby objects button. I can detect nearby objects. Nearby texts button. Any nearby text. Personal objects button. Personal objects. I haven't gone into that yet, so nearby I'll just go nearby back to the beginning text. here. Search object button. And search object. So I'll double tap. Search ob Enter your search. Search activate to dismiss pop up when how to use search object feature. And it gives you a description on how to hmm. use that feature. Activate to dismiss pop up. Activate to dismiss so pop up. Window. Dismiss that. And search I'm object. go back Heading. to. Enter your search. Search voice dictation. Double tap to start voice search. Then speak what you are looking for. Button. So you can use voice dictation as well to search. Your search back button. So I'm going to go back. back button. Search object. But search text. And nearby let's objects. go nearby button. objects. Sky. Remote control. Chair. Front table. Remote control. Chair. Television. Furniture. Remote control. Chair. Hmm. Table. Furniture. Remote control. Television. Chair. Furniture. So there's no television in this room. Chair. Furniture. Oh. Table. Garbage can. Chair. <laughs> so there's. Bed. Computer keyboard. Television. Chair. This is the weirdest room ever. You've got a bed, you've got a TV, you've got well, a... Well, it thinks the bed is is, is the love seat there. 
Chair. Eyeglasses. There's no eyeglasses down here. Toothbrush. There's no toothbrush down Computer here. Keyboard. Chair. I don't know where it's getting that from. Clothing. Clothing. And okay. it's using the back camera on my phone. So, you know, the recognition is going to be very um, inconsistent. Can you, do you, like, do you have, like, an object around you that you, like, you know what it is? Television. Remote control. Laptop. Yeah. So, oh, my God. Computer. Clothing. So I'm pointing it at, I'm pointing at my computer keyboard here. Okay, so I recognize that. So let's go. Person. Clothing. Computer keyboard. Computer. Computer keyboard. Who is the person? Uh, I don't know because I'm pointing it at the keyboard. Unless there's a like a picture, like a pictogram or something on the keyboard. Clothing, jeans, computer. But it's saying clothing, jeans as well. I am wearing jeans, so maybe the camera's picking up what I'm wearing because the keyboard's on my lap. Uh, I go over here. What's over here? Sounds weird. It's. It seems very confusing. It does. It's yeah. It's not good. very it's, accurate, and it's putting yeah. objects in the room that aren't here. It sounds like it sounds like a like a game show. Remote it's control. just guessing and screaming out its guesses. You know, <laughs> like fur, furniture. It's like you're playing. It's like you're playing Pictionary, and it's just saying no. It's no. It's, 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 no. It's, 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 no. Wait. 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 No. It's this. Huh. And so the the this. television might be my computer monitor that's on the other side of the room. Okay. Well, then. Okay, so I that's can sort get of it. okay. Computer keyboard, so. television, mm -hmm. furniture, laptop, chair, bed, book, television. So table. it'll give you a generic description nearby of objects. what's there. Nearby objects. I go nearby objects. Laptop, remote control, bed. We did Double that one. Chair. Double tap to go. Computer keyboard. Nearby objects. Computer keyboard. Television. Computer there. keyboard. Computer keyboard. Nearby object. Double tap to go back. Button. Oh, I don't have anything object. with text that I can take a picture of or have it detect. Yeah. Text. But obviously, oh, you know, I don't know what AI they're using because this is on oh, device as well. One app. But the Be My Eyes AI is I, better. Well, I don't think that, I don't think it actually does use AI. I think it just use it. It just says it's using image recognition algorithms. So I don't know. Uh, that yeah, it's AI yeah, it does say image recognition algorithms. Yeah. Yeah, so I that might be the problem. It's not, it's yeah. it, it's not. But you're right. Like the the even the just the be my eyes a virtual assistant is head and shoulders above that already, and that's that's who they're they're sort of competing with. Yes, yeah, and so, even seeing AI as well. But yeah. you know, it's another alternative. Um, sure. You know, like I said, I haven't tried the text. You know, maybe if I point it at a, a menu, it'll read it to me. It's hard to yeah, say or recognize which, it. Know, which which could have you know, if it's a free app. Yep, it was. That could that could sit on your phone, and if there's a use case for it that that would be handy for you, why the heck not? Yeah, give it a try. It's free. Yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, um, is it be my eyes free? Yep. Yep. Keep in mind, this uses on device processing whereas i think be my eyes ai pro possibly goes to the cloud that's you're probably very right about that so yeah i mean i guess that's one thing that you have to remember about this is that yeah it's all it's all offline right yeah so you know it's not it's not eating your data or anything just seeing ai work offline i'm i don't know i've actually never tried it in airplane mode to see if it actually works or not because my phone's just always online right so but i use seeing AI quite frequently 
how do you think this how do you think ryan compares to seeing ai well again i use seeing ai a little differently so for seeing ai i'll typically use two of the modes one is called short text to quickly, you know, a lot of times point it at my computer monitor to make sure I've actually turned it off because to turn it off, I've got to press the button, the power button in the center, which brings up a menu. And then I have to press the down button and then press enter again. So sometimes I don't quite get the button presses proper and the monitor doesn't turn off. So if I point seeing AI short text at the screen, it'll read whatever text is on the screen. And once it's off, then it's just blank. There's no feedback. So I use that feature. This Orion might work as well to recognize text, so I'll have to try that. And then the other thing I use with seeing AI all the time is, is the light detection. And see if I've turned lights off or if there's any lights on in the room, then I can shut them off. I know Orion doesn't have that feature, but you know I haven't tried the object detection. I think there's object detection in seeing AI. So yeah, I'll have to play with them. Try them out, send us your feedback. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll definitely include this into the show notes. I, I would be really interested to hear what other people's uh, experiences are with it. So, hey, you know, again, <clears throat> it goes back to what you always say, Ryan, you know, it never hurts to have as many tools in your toolbox as possible. So, you know, these guys made something. Maybe it's it's not as good as Be My Eyes, but uh, very little is, to be honest. But uh, still, it's, well, again, it's always good to have... Um, um, options because who knows you might you you might not have data or you might be somewhere where you you don't have a connection and you need some of this and this is going to actually give you that functionality and it's on device so you know privacy if that's a concern to you it's not yeah. going out true. anywhere true so i like this one well they do say that <clears throat> there will be updates so yeah yeah and you see there you could get better absolutely i got one, i got one more and then i think we can, we can cut this yeah this <clears> one's <throat> another stupid name which one? Which one are you talking about? Are, are you, you going to iCane? Yeah. Yeah, that's just the worst <laughs> name for a product that's not a I, cane. Yeah, this one this was a little bit confusing. This is this one's <laughs> this one is confusing. Uh, but it sounds very interesting. So it's called iCane, which yeah, I, I would agree with you, Ryan. It's not it's, it's not a great name. But uh, <laughs> made by a company called uh, Salico. And it is um, a pair of glasses that is specifically designed to d help people who have macular degeneration. Mm -hmm. Now, so if you know anything about macular degeneration, it's basically um, you have basically kind of like a hole in your vision. Generally, it affects your central vision. So it's like you kind of have a big black hole in the center of your vision a lot of the time. Um, and what these glasses supposedly do is you put them on and it's somehow it can it can detect where that that hole in your vision is. And so it's got cameras on it. And so what it does is that it feeds you an image of the spot where where the hole in your vision would be. And it kind of projects it onto your peripheral vision. And so if you're looking straight at somebody and you, you wouldn't normally be able to see their face, well, to the left in your peripheral vision, it would show you their face. Yeah, so it basically moves the image. Yeah, it moves the image to the part of your eye that actually has sight. So the part that you're seeing 
through the glasses, it moves that image somehow. It detects, I'm not sure if it's scanning your eye. I don't know how that works, but it yeah, it's actually moving the image to your functional field yeah. of view. Somehow it can detect where by just, you know, during the setup, I'm assuming, it can see, okay, well, this person, you know, it's their central. Right. It looks really cool. And I mean, they're, 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 it's a 4K camera and, mm -hmm. it, and it using, it's using a mobile app to, to capture the video and to process it and to send it back. It sounds really interesting. Um, I kind of wish Steve was here because he knows a little bit more about macular degeneration and how something like this the, the implications of this is but this sounded really interesting to me but it also sounded real expensive but i don't remember if there was pricing or not but again you know another wearable that you know may enable those with still some functional vision yeah. in their periphery to you know be able to see their grandchildren or you know yeah. i doubt you're going to read a book with this but no yeah i'm sure detect be an right. object or sure. you know read the well, buttons so on your tv remote in the description, it says, it specifically says age-related macular degeneration. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So, but I'm assuming that what they mean is any eye disorder where the central vision is compromised and peripheral vision remains. So that I'm assuming would include other forms of MD, including like star mm -hmm. guards. Uh, maybe it, that's that's a really good question. Um, right. That, so, like right there, I don't like that they just say age-related macular degeneration, as right. a question. You know what I mean? Because then people are like, "Oh, I don't have age-related macular degeneration, so that may not be something for me." You, you know? Right. Yeah. And to me, like that is a little bit of a short-sighted, sure. no pun intended, um, marketing statement without necessarily knowing the full field of eye conditions yeah that you know so yeah these guys would actually i would actually enjoy having these guys on i uh, maybe we maybe we reach out to these guys because there's, yeah, there's no, I mean, questions I like, here yeah I, but i i mean i think that the, that technology sounds interesting especially mm -hmm. if this does offer um a viable solution for for people who do have loss of vision in their central field um but it, you know i mean so it sounds to me that what this will do because i the 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 people that i have interacted with that either had um you know primarily that have star guards that more than um amd that i've personally known that they would they would actually just turn their head in order to get their central what well, i guess whatever the whatever the 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 field that they're looking to capture enters into the peripheral so I'm assuming that this would remove that accommodation that someone with um, with loss of central would would do, and having to kind of turn to capture that in that peripheral space, correct? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting. This is this is intriguing to me. You know, and yeah. I mean, so I mean, for somebody who has the condition, I think it would be it would be interesting to find out if that would in any way make it easier for them or if their feeling is, and I guess it would vary from person to person if, well, for X thousands of dollars, I'm actually okay with just, I just need to turn my head and get and capture it in my peripheral and not necessarily, you know, but. Yeah. It also depends on like just how, how seamless that feels or cause, cause it did, there was a video on it and it did kind of simulate what it would be like 
and I'll be honest, it's a little, it's a little jarring. It's a little weird. You know, you're, you're seeing sort of somebody's face to the left, like not on their body. It's kind of like a picture in picture kind of a thing. So I think that there would, there'd probably be some, you'd have to really sort of get used to it. And I, and I don't know, I don't know how it, how it would really work with things like movement. Like if you're walking or you're like, yeah, I just don't know. There's, there's a lot of questions there, but I think it's, it is really interesting. I mean, it's fascinating to me that the glasses can somehow detect where that spot in your vision is by doing something. I, I, you're probably right though. It's probably done during setup where you, you know, look left, look right. And yeah. Yeah. So it's, so that's, that's pretty cool in and of itself, but um, yeah, it, it, this is, this is interesting. And I think they're, they're onto something here. Now I'm just curious. So, so does this, does this just make the capturing the field easier because it, it, I mean, it can't, it doesn't necessarily improve it because, you know, it, you know, you can't, you, you can't really make up for a blind for, for, you know, vision loss. So I'm just wondering, I, I would really be interested in, in hearing about from people who, who, you know, either have AMD or have Stargardt that, you know, if they actually what from a, a very specific user perspective yeah, of how that enhances it, or, you know, does it actually maybe put pressure or does it confuse your brain somehow even yeah. that you're doing that you, you know, you've always been conditioned to do it one way. Like, does it, be, does it almost become like, you know, disorienting because sometimes like things in theory, they're like, Oh, but we're taking the sandwich. We're moving it here for you. And maybe you're like, Oh, wait, no, but this is now throws me off because, so I'm just curious to see from, from the yeah. actual type of user, um, what their experience is. Yeah. That, I'd be really interested in that too, because I had the same thought, Liz, um, like, especially, and that's why, like I mentioned movement, cause I don't know, like that could really be super weird to be moving and then having what's in front of you, you know, appearing to the left of you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, it could be very disorientating, I think, until you really get used to it and, and who knows? Yeah. I don't, who knows how the brain would actually kind of react to that. So well, um, they are in the Republic of Korea. So if we can figure out what the time zone difference is, we can see if we can get them on the show. There you go. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe I can get a discount. <laughs> Why don't you reach out to them? for the deal <laughs> yeah yeah totally you're gonna you'll be our liaison oh, great. <laughs> they're gonna be like, wait aren't you the one on the show who said <laughs> <laughs> we said no, we got no, it no. wrong about the amd <laughs> no, somebody else no no no, 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 no. um all right well anything else to say about any of those things no, I think, you know, there seems to be some innovation happening in assistive mm -hmm. tech. And, you know, this is CES is where people come and debut their, their new wares. So yeah. these are things I Very think cool. we can keep an eye on and, and see if they're still around next year and, and what kind of <laughs> yeah, shape or form, right? We should. We'll see if, we'll see if Guidey is still, still a thing next year. But no, I'm sorry. We shouldn't shit on Guidey. Their heart's in the right place. I just, I don't know. Well, again, you know, we we're, we can be a little jaded <laughs> because we've got eight years of history looking back at sighted people trying to figure out what the blind people need without talking to the community, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. you know, it's we come we come 
at this a little mm-hmm. skeptical, but yeah. that's, you know, that's who I, you we know, are. Really, anyway. It's just, it really, really guidey people. If you are listening, um, it's just <laughs> that, look, we, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they are. Uh, we've just seen a lot come and go. Like we've, ta- we talked to the buzz clip and we talked to the Sunu band and we, you know, we talked, I, I'm sure there's others there that we're working on haptic stuff and they just generally don't tend to work out. It's generally not things. So that's all we're going on. I'm sure you guys are nice people. Thank you for trying, but. Thanks don't for- stop trying. <laughs> don't, don't stop trying. Keep, just go back to the drawing board. Talk just to the community. Find out what the community, community needs. Figure out, or figure out a way to maybe, like I said, maybe it's a, maybe it's a GPS thing. So yeah, I think that, I think there's very cool AIs everywhere. Like they said uh, that it would be, um, I mean, we didn't even touch on any of the, the mainstream products. There's some really amazing stuff that came out of it uh, well, as even well. Like this, there's a smart glove that being worked on for Parkinson's and Trappers. Yeah, and yeah. There's, yeah. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more being developed. Yep. So it's great. I think it's exciting. Um, I think it's, it, this, this CES seemed to be more exciting um, than probably it's been in four or five years, I think. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Um, you know, we didn't even talk about the the Vision Pro, but uh, I mean, they weren't there anyways, but they but what they did do there is they announced uh, the the release date for that, which is February second. So that'll be right. very close to when the show airs. So uh, that's gonna be really interesting to hear what people's impressions of Apple's virtual reality headset is. So that stay tuned for that. I'm sure we'll probably be talking about that on a future show too. Well, I think we will, because as soon as it's released, I guarantee you there's a couple other AT tech shows out there that'll be right on top of it. And if there's no accessibility built in, we will hear about it. So, you know, first iteration may not have any, but hopefully it'll come. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll put together a, a you know, a panel to talk about it. A panel? Yeah. Panel. All right, the cowbell panel. Yeah, like it. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Hey. Hey. It's. I don't even know who. I we we've changed now where I'm supposed to go. I'm so confused now. Well, you know what? I want to throw something new out. He wants to do the email and what? I want to throw something new out. Okay. I want to ask our audience. Okay. And I'm gonna just throw this out there. Okay. If you have a topic. Yep. that you want to talk about with us on the show, uh-huh. reach out to us <laughs> and we'll try and get you on the show. Okay. If, you have a, if you have a topic yeah. you want to suggest, by all means, send us a, a message, let us know. But if yeah. you yourself are interested in coming on AT Banter to talk with us, yeah. reach out and tell us who you are, what you'd like to talk about, and we'll see if we can make it happen. No one from Regina. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna come and yell at me. That's true. Actually. No, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there too. If you do want to just come on the show and yell at Liz, uh, send me an email, and uh, I will be happy to see what I can do to get you on as well. So I'm- maybe, maybe we'll call that segment the Cowbell Corral. <laughs> yeah, look, look at you coming up with names and stuff. Hmm. I like yeah, this snake oil thing. Th- I've been looking for new theme music too. No, no, you're not doing no, no, <laughs> no, you, you, no, no you're music. Not, no. no, no, it's, it hasn't even been a year. You just it's shut up. It's the only thing we can change. 
No, we don't need to change anything. It's great. Well, we can't we can't rebrand anymore because hey, I was Liz. told by our fan and audience that AT Band is rebranded right. to let it go. But that's we can right. change the music. So no, we can't. Shout out to Svetlana. Oh yeah, that's right. Hey, we special want... cowbell. There you go. Yes, we we got a the loveliest email from uh, our our listener in in Siberia, mm-hmm. Svetlana, and um, it was amazing. It's amazing. Recent. Uh. Two weeks ago, I thought yep. I sent it to you. If not, I'll forward no. it to you. No. I'll send it to you. Well, you didn't get it? Oh, no. Okay. Well, obviously, maybe she didn't like me, so. No, no. No, it came to cowbell at atbanter.com, so. Yeah, just Ryan didn't didn't send it to you. I didn't forward it to you. I thought I did to everybody, but. There you go. They like, they like me to be the, the, the mean one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> the Archie Bunker. I'm the Simon on the panel, you know? I gotta tell. So I gotta be the one to tell the singers that they that they're talentless, and you know. So is Rob True. DePaula. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. ATV. I mean, Liz, Liz will be Simon. Rob can be Paula. Dude, I don't know Liz, who am I. Ryan, like, you're so dating yourself. Like you're 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 talking about American Idol judges from like 2006. Yeah. Well. That's all I've. That's I probably think, the last time Paul I watched it. On, I don't think Paul has been on American Idol for like twenty years. All right, get out of here. All right. Oh, hey, hey. guess what? What? Trump's going to be the next president. Isn't oh, that scary? On. He is. No. He, who's going to beat him? Oh, come on. What? Why who's going to beat him? Up? Have you not why, watched? Why the are you news? bringing this up at five twenty-five? <laughs> all right. All right. Where can we go? Us? We want to go. Let's go. Hey, Liz. Uh, hey, Rob. Where can people find us? <laughs> they can find us at atbanter.com. That is correct. That is, wow. Okay. Hey, that is correct. Uh, they can, <laughs> it's going great. Uh, Ryan's, Ryan's off the, off the tracks now. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Calm down. Um, where, I don't even know what I'm asking. Where, what else, where else can people, how can people email us? Tell us that. They can email us at cowbell at atbanter.com. And they can find us on a bunch of social media platforms like plat- like uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. That's the new social media platform we're going to launch. Platform. Yeah. <laughs> it's just called Platform. I like it. No, that's not actually bad. And we'll make a, a, a video service and we'll just call it content. Can you go to GoDaddy.com right now and register Platform? Pla- <laughs> Me? You're the one with all the credit cards. You can do a lot faster than I can. Plat- yeah, well, don't worry. This won't air for a while. People won't. Yeah, but platformandcontent.com. That's what we want. And that'll be, oh. our, that'll be our Facebook platform and our YouTube version of the platform. Exactly. Man, see, another million-dollar idea. Exactly. And rock. Yeah, it's great. All right, that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, for listening in. And we'll see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions, as well as physical access solutions and augmentative communication aids across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com, or if you're in the Vancouver Lower Mainland, visit our storefront at number 106-828 West 8th Avenue in Vancouver. That's one block off Broadway at Willow. You can reach us by phone toll-free at 1-844-795-8324 or by email at sales at canastech.com.